Before we begin, I should warn you that some of you may find what you are about to hear rather disturbing. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Until Dawn podcast. I'm your host, Coy, and with me is my wife and co-host, Felicia. Hello, everyone. And in today's episode, we're going to be delving into the dark and mysterious world of the Rougarou, the legendary werewolf of Louisiana. Join us as we uncover the origin stories and the enduring significance of this fearsome creature. Okay, on our last episode, we were talking about Elvis, and then right after, Tracy from Fort Not Lost in the Woods podcast contacted us, and from uh, Rendezvous Event Center, and they invited us out for like an Elvis dinner. I can just assume it's because that episode was so amazing that they were like, (laughs) we've got to have these people here. I'm going to go with that and say that's exactly what it was. (laughs) But the event, it was actually really awesome. It was Uh, really fun. The food was great. The the performance was really good. And it was really good use of the space because we'd never really, we'd been in there and seen it. Right. But like how the setup and everything worked really good. There was no bad seat in the place. Right. It was good. I'm sad they had something last night, but we couldn't go because we are out of town this weekend. Which is why everything kind of sounds a whole lot different. We're actually recording in a hotel room in St. Charles on way different microphones and everything. So sorry in advance because everything is going to sound a little bit different than normal. Yeah. But we've had a busy few weeks because we did that. and Oh, and then I was like, it was Labor Day weekend and you were like, I really want to go camping. And I was like, I really want to go to Graceland. Yes. So I rented us a Airbnb Airstream trailer. Oh my god, it was so tiny. It was and super tiny. Memphis, and then we went and spent the day at Graceland. Yes. So we could, in fact, look for Elvis's ghost. We did not find. We Elvis's did not find ghost. it. But we did find a lot of cool information. And that place is huge now. It's a, that's an all day thing because we were there seven hours. Right there when it opened, and did not leave until probably like three thirty that afternoon. And it yeah. opened at nine, I think. I think last time we went, it was just Graceland and the two planes. Yeah. Maybe a. One restaurant, or uh, I, I don't remember, but, but yeah, it's like really big multiple now. multiple exhibits and the cars exhibit exhibit on uh, Elvis when he was in the army. They tied in a, a whole exhibit for the movie and the upcoming movie. Don't make that face. We I just, seen I'm it not yet. excited about that. I think it'll be. Fine. I've read the book twice. I want the movie to focus on Priscilla and not him, and I think if it does focus on Priscilla. And not him, I think it'll do just fine. If it focuses on him a whole bunch, it's going to be compared to the other movie. And it's just not going to be able to compete with that. No, it's not. But Elvis is not why we're here tonight. No. But I do want to say, because we we did that episode and then we like, I watched some videos of like Elvis ghost sightings. And this one lady had posted, I think it was on YouTube. And it was in the office. And she was like, you could see Elvis at his desk. I just want to say, I think that was Pepper's ghost effect because when we were standing there, somebody walked up behind me and it definitely looked like somebody walking inside the office. Hmm. But when I turned around, they were behind me. So yeah, that's very much a possibility, especially, I mean, cause we go to, you know, to Haunted Mansion at Walt Disney World all the time and you know, spoiler alert, but there's a whole dining room scene and they use Pepper's ghost effect in order to create uh, all the ghosts out there. Why what? are you running the magic? I'm not running yes, the magic. Yes, you did. You just ruined it. I said spoiler alert beforehand. I, it's going to be fine. It's no. Anyway, 
The other thing that we did that we did not mention is we did a tour of Sun Studios for the first time. Oh, yeah. That was really cool. And I thought that was really cool because when you went into the actual studio, it's exactly the same way it was from 1950. Yeah. That was fun. We left a sticker. Yep. I have to post a picture. We took stickers and posted it on the wall there. Oh, yeah. Outside. Or outside, not inside. While we were there, we were trying to decide, like, what we should do our next episode on. So we went to... French truck coffee to discuss, you know, what we would do. When we got there, they had a coffee called the Rougarou. So I was like, that's a sign. That's what we're going to do it on. So besides all the impromptu traveling we've been doing all the way out to Memphis and back, and now, of course, we're up in St. Charles, but you also had time to squeeze in reading a book somehow. Oh, yeah. This time, let's see. I actually read a few, but I only wrote one with me because you know we're traveling um i read season of the witch the haunted history of the bell witch of tennessee by troy taylor it was really good and it always makes me think of the time you wouldn't take me when we drove right by it you didn't stop yeah but what did i say we'll go next time yeah and that was like 10 years ago right and didn't they close it to the public oh i don't know did they I don't know. I thought they. I thought I'd heard something, or maybe that was just a temporary thing. Maybe I don't know. We'll have to look into it. But next time, we'll, <laughs> we'll stop next time. Yeah, because we go that way so often. Anyway, speaking of the Bell Witch, was there like this is weird? When I think of the Bell Witch, I think of Sissy Spacek. What? I know. Was there like? Why do I do that? Was there like a movie? Was she in a movie about that? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. It's really weird for some reason. No, she was. Because I also, what's his face? The, the gray-haired guy. No, no, <laughs> you know, the me. gray-haired guy. Uh, I don't know. You made me drink this butterscotch whiskey, and now I cannot remember his name. It's not butterscotch. It's peanut butter. Oh, that's why it tasted like peanut butter cup. I thought it was butterscotch. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, Donald Sutherland. Yes. Okay, what was that? That was a movie, right? Donald Sutherland and... Sissy Spacek. Wasn't that like a Bell Witch movie? No, I do know the Mer- the movie you're talking about. You're talking about the movie American Haunting. It's kind of based off that. Yeah, I believe it is based off that. Yes. Right. Okay. I don't. That was just a random thought. For some reason, when I think of the Bell Witch, I always see. Yeah, I think it's loosely basic. based. I think it's loosely based off okay. that. Yeah, that makes sense. I though. could be completely completely wrong. But no, I think, I think you're right. right. I mean, you're always right, right? Exactly. <laughs> so in between episodes, I did watch a new. Uh, documentary, which I don't know if, it, if it's new or may, it may have been out for a little while. You hear a lot of running upstairs? I know. it's. Is it running or is it a car outside, like the base? <laughs> We're outside. not used to this city. <laughs> <laughs> so much noise. Anyway, um, so I watched a new documentary on Discovery Plus called The Devil's Academy, which I'm going to say in advance, I don't really recommend this. Maybe, you know, turn it on in the background if you're doing something. It sounded really compelling, and here's the synopsis for it is, On October 25th, 1979, all hell broke loose at the Miami Aerospace Academy when the school student body seemed to fall victim to a mass demonic possession. <laughs> Which, it sounds super crazy, and it, so and that's kind of what you know drew me in, but it really was not that great. The story's interesting, but I mean, it's obvious... Like really quick that it was just the students acting up because like it was like super strict like they were like beating kids it was it's kind of a crazy story but the possession part of it is uh 
super outlandish, like sci-fi original movie <laughs> level. <laughs> that just sounds horrible. But it's on Discovery Plus, so... What was it called? The Devil's Academy. Okay. It was one of the, uh, I think it was one of the shock docs. Oh, okay. Which have been kind of hit or miss. Some of them are much better than others. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you have Discovery Plus, you know, you can give it a watch. Turn it on in the background. It's And then do anything else but watch it. Yeah, pretty much. I'm just glad you moved on to a different type of documentary. What do you mean? I feel like you've been watching, like, all dogmen, dog. Well, tonight's episode would have been the perfect time to watch I know, a werewolf. Like, Okay, we're gonna we're gonna say Rigaru, and then we're done with Dogmen for a while, because you I've, you have been watching a lot of those lately. Well, it comes with the territory. Yeah, completely off topic. I got my first cauldron, like a real big girl cauldron. <laughs> I won it on an auction site, and now I don't know what to do with it. It's just sitting in the yard. Right, isn't that pretty much what cauldrons do? I think so, but and yeah, you're... I'm so excited about it. I've always wanted one. It is pretty cool. The best part is you had to go pick it up. Yes, so, and it was much larger than you uh, <laughs> like to believe. My favorite part is Dagan asked you, like, why does mom need a cauldron? Oh, yeah, that's right. Because he was there whenever I got home with it. And when I was carrying it in, and he asked me what it was and why you needed one. And I just told him it was because for witchcraft. <laughs> I like that our kids just accept the strange. And they're yeah. just like, okay. Yeah, he pretty Mom much- and dad is just weird. He pretty much didn't ask any more questions about it. So, so funny. Right, so you got anything else? I don't think so. It's hard to focus between the buttercream whiskey you gave me a drink of. It's not buttercream. <laughs> it's butter. peanut butter. Oh, peanut butter. It's also not butterscotch, which is what you called it earlier. Oh, gosh. It's screwball peanut butter whiskey. Okay. Well, between that and evidently Travis Kelsey is dating Taylor Swift, and I'm just having a hard time dealing right now. I see. So... <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, let's uh, take a quick break and dive into our main topic, the Rougarou. A sudden draft from a window that was supposed to have been closed. A chill at the back of the neck. Groans, creaks, and bumps in the night. Man has always been frightened by the dark, troubled by noises just beyond the reach of lights, occurrences just beyond the reach of understanding. So the Rougarou is believed to have originated from French and Acadian legends, and with a blending of North American folklore and the influence of early settlers in Louisiana. The Ruger has its origins in 16th century medieval French folklore, and at the time it was called the Lugaru. And many of the crimes were blamed on it. It was kind of a scapegoat for any bad thing that would happen. Children disappearing or house being ransacked would all be often blamed on the Lugaru. So I wonder if like something bad happened and the, you know, you weren't robbed. It was the Lugaru that went in there. Right. Like, were they kind of blaming you? Like, you were bad and therefore that happened to you, I wonder? I don't know if it was necessarily that. I think it was just kind of like an excuse. For? Like, oh, we're not, you know, kind of like a laziness thing. Like, oh, nothing we could do about it. You know, it's the Lugaru. These things happen. I did uh, read an article that was talking about they didn't just let it slide. They would actually sometimes go, like, on witch 
witch hunts for the Lugaru, and they would often find somebody to blame. Unfortunately, it was usually somebody like like the village. I don't want to say weirdo, like but you the, know the outsider, the outsider, the, poor the yeah, just and those were the people that would be like blamed or be called the Lugaru. Right. Not only would they go search for these people, but sometimes trials would actually be held. Of course, they would blame them, and then people would just agree because. You know, if I disagree, will they say that I'm a Lugaru? Right. It's very um, Salem Witch Trials. Right. It's just crazy. I think, like, the true origin, it was created kind of as fear-mongering amongst the church. That makes sense, given the times. Right. So French Catholics were told that they would turn into or be a victim of the Lugaru if they didn't follow the rules of Lent for seven straight years. So I wonder if on the eighth year you could just be like... Nobody can see what you did. Oh, well. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I saw what I did because I got this mirror in front of me. It started yeah. to be crazy. It's distracting. Uh, children were told if they didn't obey parents, the Lugaru would kidnap them at night. I'm a little sad we never told our kids that. That would have been good, right? What? If, the, they, don't if they don't listen, the Lugaru is going to get them. Well, we, tell, we told them that. Christmas time, that if they didn't listen, Krampus would Krampus get them. Krampus would get them. That's so true. That's, we did do that. that's pretty close. Yeah. Um, when the French migrated over to North America, they brought the legend with them. So that's kind of how it got here. And then due to Cajun dialect being a mixture of, like, French and English, and then, you know, like, the telephone game, where I tell you something, it changes. That's kind of how it became the Rougarou versus the Lugarou. So descriptions of the Rougarou kind of vary. It's often depicted as a human-like creature with the head of a wolf or a dog and standing on two legs. Very much your Hollywood-esque werewolf. Um, It's said to be covered in matted fur and possessing glowing red eyes, which is kind of one of those things I kind of see in all the descriptions. Right. Why's the fur got to be matted? I don't know. (laughs) Maybe because it's in the swamp. I guess so. So it's just dirty. Yeah. Um, Large muscles. The body hair is either gray to black. Long, sharp teeth, claws, and like you said, the glowing red eyes. Supposedly it's abnormally strong and a shapeshifter. Did you read that? I didn't see the shapeshifter. I wonder if they're, is that referring to like going from... Basically, because it's like a human, but it turns into a rougarou in the full moon. Well, actually, I saw full moon, but then I also saw it just happens at night. Right. That's what I saw mostly. And then it returns to its human form during the daylight. I also read a few articles saying that um, it can also turn into other animals. I didn't see that. Such as birds, cows, (laughs) cows, pigs. I hope they all have glowing red eyes. Right. But the reason it it shapeshifts is because if it turns into those other animals, then... It can really surprise you. Because if you see a werewolf, you're going to know. But if it's a pig, you're going to be like... If I see a pig with glowing red eyes, I'm going to know something's up. Right. Well, isn't there albino pigs? Don't, don't they technically have... I think they have glowing have... red eyes. Like, Alice has glowing red eyes when I flash the camera at her. Right. Maybe she's a She Rougarou. could be a Rougarou. The one thing I know is that Alice could definitely... Alice is our cat, by the way. She could definitely take on a Rougarou because she is evil. She's she not is. evil. She is. She's not Oh my evil. gosh, she plays so cute. They're the worst kind. They play cute and then they attack. And she doesn't is, attack that me. That is Alice. She attacks everyone except for you and Athena. Okay. 
She is the Rougarou. So location-wise, do you want to talk about that? Swamps of Louisiana. Central and eastern Louisiana. (laughs) So I guess it stays in the swamps, but during the night it'll come out. That's when it creates havoc and tries to do what Rougarous do. Rougarouin. (laughs) Yes. Just out out Rougarouin. I'm sorry. So, yeah. And then, like I said, when the sun comes up, it has to go back to the swamp. So I wonder if that, like... Does that mean the person would just live? Okay, out the see, swamp? that's that's the problem with these cryptids, the shapeshifters, because it doesn't really make sense. Because yeah, because would they just go home when oh, sun's coming up? It's like working the mid shift, right? And then it's yeah, I don't know, cryptids. But you know, that's where you know legends and lore kind of come right. into it. It sounds better if we're it, not saying it's real. We're saying it's going back to the swamp. Fun to talk to, about. You know. So the Rougarou is said to be a human. That has been placed under a spell. And the Rougarou is under a 101-day curse unless the affected person can transfer the curse to another human being. How does one get cursed by the Rougarou and become one? I don't know. Tell me. It's if a Rougarou scratches or bites you, Alice. <laughs> well, we're not turning or into the other thing. The other thing is, if you kill or injure a Rougarou, and then you tell somebody about the encounter over the next year, and one day, you will become one. That's I think that's my favorite part about it. Like, how perfect of a, you know, a legend or curse is. This happens to you, but you can't tell anybody about it. For one and, year and one day. Right. 366 days. I wonder if there's some significance in that. Why, like, why a year and a day? I don't know. I'm that's really not sure. But I do feel like that kind of falls back to the whole like cautionary tale, warning children to behave type thing. Like, but hey, your parents don't, you know, go spreading rumors. Don't tell people you saw a Rougarou. <laughs> also, I think one of my favorite kind of folklore legends type part of the Rougarou is the whole um, failing to follow religious customs. So if you don't follow certain religious customs, especially within the Catholic, like let's say you uh, broke Lent, the Rougarou would hunt you down and kill you. So dramatic. It's very dramatic, but yes. So, you know, that's also, or you'd be cursed. That'd right. be another thing. You would be the Rougarou. If you uh, do any immoral acts, you may be cursed and become the Rougarou. Lucky for everyone, I've made a checklist of ways to protect yourself from the Rougarou. Okay. Some you have already mentioned. Number one, be a good Catholic and obey the rules of Lent. Number two, be on your best behavior. Number three, if you are a child, obey your parents. Now, if you have trouble following those rules, there is backup plan. Oh, there's a backup plan. There's a backup plan. (laughs) Carry silver on you at all times because evidently, like werewolves, silver stops them. Oh, excellent. Um, luckily, Rougarous are very small-minded, <laughs> and they have a hard time counting, which I, I yes, feel because I, I am a counter. I have this thing. I count everything all the time. Anyway, they cannot count past the number of 12. That's they can only count to 12. So, place 13 small items on your doorstep or around your bedpost. A Rougarou can only count to 12 when he or she... Seize the item, they must count them. See, that's like me, right? I have to count things when I see it. 
They can only count to 12, so by placing 13 items, they will become confused and have to keep starting over with counting. This will continue until the sun rises. At that time, the Rougarou will be turned back into a human, and they'll have to go back to the swamps or their daily life, whichever it actually right. is. So there's two things that I pulled out of that. One, you might be a Rougarou because you count things. <laughs> and two, like bedpost. That's a little too close to comfort. What about they come, like you put it on your side of the bed, but the Rougarou comes from the other side. Okay, they may so not you see can it. Actually, you can leave it on your doorstep I think as doorstep's well. a much safer option for people. Um, also, if you don't have 13 items, mm-hmm. you can actually use like a kitchen. What is that? Col- I don't know how to say the word. Colander? The thing you drain like spaghetti in with the holes in it? Strainer? Strainer. But there's also another word. Strainer. Strainer's our word. Okay. The kitchen strainer. And so you can just put that outside there and they have to stop to count the holes. Hmm. Interesting. So basically that's a good way to protect yourself. Right. Maybe we should have put some 13 items outside of our hotel door. I, there's definitely river noises out there in the hallway. So unfortunately I could not find a ton of stories that either seemed possibly legitimate. You're kidding. <laughs> or, you know, kind of worth like was beyond... I was looking out on my back porch and saw Rougarou. But I did find this story. and I couldn't find a date or anything for it. Um, but it says a boy encountered the Rougarou one night when he was walking home. As the boy began walking, a large white dog, which kind of goes into your whole, how they can change into pigs and birds and cows. Right. Um, it kept kind of coming up and nipping at his heels and nipping at his heels. And finally he turned around to shoo it off and everything and then it was upright and the boy actually took out a knife and stabbed it it actually turned back into a man and the ruru told the boy that he had sold his soul to the devil to gain prosperity and was tricked and then changed into the beast pretty much goes back to the whole immoral acts causing people to become the ruguru and so he told him that do not tell anybody about what has happened or you too will turn into the Rougarou. And of course, the boy couldn't resist and told everybody. Right. And then became the Rougarou and his family went on to talk about how his family would see him missing at night and stuff. And then after a certain point, the boy's body was found laying in the streets and the police claimed that it was most likely a suicide. What? This is a horrible story. I hate yeah. this story. But his friends and family knew that at some point there was probably going to be an additional Rougarou running around because somebody killed the Rougarou, but it was actually the boy. That was the best story. That is a horrible story. Do you have a story? Yes. Actually saved one, but guess how many tabs I have opened on my phone? Internet. Like 53. So I got to look for it really quick. Sorry. I was not prepared. So this one I found on cryptidsfandom.com. I saved this story because it happened in DeRitter, Louisiana, and I used to live really close by there. So in 1996, a woman, she was driving down the road, and there was some roadkill, and she thought it was a Rougarou. Like, she got pictures. She took pictures of it. Wait, there was so there was like a Rougarou eating the roadkill? No, there, the roadkill was the No, the roadkill Okay, let me, let me just read it. The story begins in 1996. A woman named Barbara Mullins was driving down a hot and dusty asphalt Louisiana highway called Highway 12. 
She thought she saw some strange creature dead on the side of the road. It was very curious, and she was luckily equipped with a camera. Excuse me. So, what she found has changed the face of cryptozoology forever. She described the carcass as being the size of an adult St. Bernard and covered in thick brown hair, which was unusual for the climate. But its most unusual and most uncanine-like feature of all were its ape-like feet extending from its bulky body. It boasted small pointed ears, too. She thought at first the carcass was merely a deceased dog until she noticed the simian-like appearance. Is that the word? In September 5th of that same year, De Quincey News published the report of this bizarre and unidentified a bull fauna. What are these words? They noted that it could be the blood-sucking chupacabra or the voracious... Is that the right word? Yes. <laughs> I'm just making up words here. Devil monkey, which is more plausible. <laughs> it's more so, plausible. Than anyway, it goes monkey. odd, but I'm going to post the link so you can just go in and read it. But it actually has pictures of the supposed maybe Rougarou. What I love is the fact that she actually had the camera with her because it's 1996, right. so it's not like she pulled out her cell phone. Yeah, look at it. We're going to post this so you can see it. That looks like a chow. Like a chow chow. Oh, that's so sad. Nothing in that picture looks like what she described. She took a lot of pictures. Well, I guess I probably would too if I thought it was Why did they not take the body? And maybe they did. I didn't finish reading the story because I want other people to go read it. But yeah, so I thought that was a pretty good story. I like anything with pictures. That looks nothing like what she described. (laughs) So fortunately for me, I actually work with an individual that is from Louisiana. So, of course, I took this opportunity to ask them what they know about the Rougarou and if they've heard about it. And it kind of doubled down on the whole cautionary tale. Like she said that, like, you know, her parents and mainly her grandparents would say, don't be staying out after dark because the Rougarou will get you or don't be playing over there by the river because the Rougarou will get you or stay away from that guy because he's the Rougarou. So it kind of, to me, it definitely kind of comes like across the- as like a use this as an excuse to keep kids away from areas that they shouldn't be in. So my favorite part of like the cautionary or whatever mm-hmm. One way it's been used that I really like is the National Wildlife Federation. Have you seen? Where they're using it like save the Rougarou. They're using it as a like save the swamps of Louisiana. That's pretty smart. Yeah. It's like a new cam- it's a campaign that they're doing. It's bringing attention to the fact that due to riv- river levees being built to prevent flooding, many of the swamps that were fed from the Mississippi River are being affected. Some areas are drying up while others are like stagnant. So the flowing water, it's needed to like wash in new sediment so new trees can grow and to keep the ones that are there like deeply rooted. Right. So that like when hurricanes come in, it doesn't blow them over. Which I know there's a reason for levees too. Like I can see both sides. But anyway, I think it's interesting that they're using the Rougarou like as a like, don't take away his home. Right. Well, there's a lot of cultural, you know, heritage and stuff with that and cultural significance. So if you ever follow the National Park Service on social media. Oh, my God. It's so funny, they're right? They're hilarious. Last, I think it was last night I was like scrolling through it and I was just laughing so hard. Super funny. Oh, I just thought about something. Remember that show where they were like vampires and werewolves? No. It was like in Louisiana. It was uh, True Blood. 
Oh yeah, there was werewolves in that. Were they were they Rugerus? Maybe. I don't no, know. It no, got because it wasn't like a cursing. I think they're just regular old werewolves. Oh, just plain old. I don't know. That show got really weird. And I, I don't think I finished it. No, but I didn't either. It was just a random thought I just had because <laughs> Louisiana. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Rugerus, though, I do like the f- fact that they have a actual Rugeru festival, and it's like an annual thing. And I was looking it up, and they. It still happens every year. You can even go online and buy... In Homa? Uh, I don't know if it's... I think a, it's... Is it? Is that how you pronounce it? Homa, Louisiana? I, I actually just saw today when I was scrolling through Facebook and they announced their queen. Oh my gosh. And the pictures are amazing. Because they also use it as like an environmental awareness thing. So, you know, those fires are down there right now. So they have all these pictures of her with like the fires behind her. I'll have to share that post just because it was really neat to yeah, see. Yeah, you definitely have to do that. Um, the Audubon Zoo in New Orleans, it actually has a Rougarou exhibit too. <laughs> Does it have a Rougarou in there? I think it has like, not a real one. <laughs> I don't know what it has, but I know it has an exhibit. And then, you know, uh, that Cedar Point, that Ohio. Um, yeah, I believe so. They actually have a big roller coaster called the Rougarou. Hmm. Or they did. I don't know if they still do, but I think they do. Just interesting Rougarou thing. What do you think? Actually, I have to agree with you. I think um, it's this, the way it's used now is the same way it's been used in the past as kind of a boogeyman type thing. Like, stay away from this area or the Rugal will, will get you. You know, just like my coworker told me, you know, that she was told as, a, you know, from her grandparents as a kid and stuff. Yeah. It's a fun story, but I think it's just that it's old time folklore just a story. All right, why don't you tell everybody where they can find us? We are on Instagram and Facebook at Until Dawn Podcast. You can email us at untildawnpodcast at gmail.com. And you can also call us, leave a voicemail, or text us and just, I guess, leave a text message because that's what you do when you text people. Right. <laughs> at 913 Nine six. Um, oh yeah, Dagan, our son. He actually messaged us on the page, and he's like, "Can you give me a shout out? Because I'm your biggest fan." <laughs> so that made me laugh. So I was like, okay, "That is pretty I'll funny." I have to say hi to Dagan. Hi, say hi to our son. Hello, Dagan. I hope you're being good because if not, you are in trouble. When we get home, the Rugaroo will get you. There you go. Tell him about the Rugaroo. You know what? There's something really terrifying about being in a hotel and hearing like kids in the hallway. Like yelling, I think it's it has to be come from The Shining, right? Like the girls in the hallway, oh, the or just scary in movies in general. But I don't know what it is when I'm in a room and I hear kids like outside the door. It always freaks me out. I think that's probably because of the long hallways. I think long hallways are super creepy, right? And that's because of The Shining, because of how the camera like panned down the hallway mm-hmm. and made it seem like kind of like it was like never ending. Also, if everyone could go in there to wherever you kind of listen to us at, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, give us a rating, leave a review. It really helps new listeners find the show. And we have been at like 40 ratings for the longest time. So I'd like to see that number go up at least by one, right? (laughs) Exactly. All right. So that wraps up today's episode of Until Dawn. And next time we will be recording from home, so I'm sure it will sound much better than it did today. Much more smooth. So until next time, I'm Koi. I'm Felicia. And this is Until Dawn.
Hurry back.